Hi, you're listening to Las Primas Dicen. This is our unfiltered truths about motherhood, teaching, and life experiences. I'm Lolo, a 25-year-old mom to my two girls, Olivia and Elena, a wife, an eighth-grade teacher, and I'm here to show that there's beauty in the struggle. And I'm Pam, a wife, first-time mom to my baby boy, Elias, seven years strong in the teaching game, and a current student of life. So this is our second episode. Our first episode was about breast he- breastfeeding and mental health. If you guys caught that one, thank you for joining us once again. If you haven't caught that one, go back and check it out. We've also made an Instagram where you guys have been giving us a lot of feedback. You could check us out at, at Las Primas Dicing. And we have a lot of information there about breastfeeding, a lot of topics about motherhood, mental health. So we'll hope that you will follow us there as well. Um, in terms of our podcast, this is our second podcast. We are learning how to work with this. Uh, We're definitely not professionals at this at all. So we hope that you will join us on this journey of learning the technology behind running a podcast and that you enjoy this episode as long as well as the other ones that we have to come. Pam, any comments? Um, Yes, I just want to reiterate. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. I personally am extremely nervous. I don't even know why, but it is just so great to receive positive feedback despite all the nerves and despite not being experts in technology or the podcast world. We're very excited that you all still have decided to join us and listen. So for today's episode, episode two, we're talking about family dynamics and we have our very own Prima Sabrina from Brooklyn, New York, to help us and to join us to talk about family dynamics. Hey, Sabrina. Hello, Pam. Hey, Lolo. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. <laughs> My name is Sabrina. I do live in Brooklyn, New York been living there for like the past four years or so. Um, And I'm the community impact manager at Topicals, which is a skincare brand that caters to people with visible skin conditions. We're teaching people to redefine their relationship to skin. And we really care about the connection between skin and mental health. So this is very up my alley. I'm also a recent grad from Parsons, the new school of design, which was super fun. And I'm just trying to navigate my post-grad life right now. Yes, queen. She got her degree. She is an educating queen. <laughs> well, again, thank you. thank you so much for joining us. Um, I remember being young, about five, six years old, and knowing you and having childhood experiences and memories with you, Sabrina. And I've always thought about you as my cousin, but I think that Latinos or people in the you know Latin community, we just think about everybody as our cousins, right? Everyone's a prima, everyone's a primo. And I think that's the beauty about our people. But Talking about family dynamics, you know, we are not blood cousins because you are actually the daughter of Alondra's dad's brother. So even though we're not blood cousins, we have always grown up 
um, and seeing each other in that light. And that's a beautiful thing about, again, our people. Um, mm -hmm. I wanted to just talk a little bit about your own family dynamics as far as your parents go and your siblings, Brianna and Noah, and just tell our listeners a little bit about your family dynamics, um, your immediate family dynamics. Totally. So the reason why I'm kind of invited on for this talk, y'all, is because I'm low-key, like, I don't know what you want to call it, Lolo. Like, maybe I'm, like, kind of the black sheep, maybe. The oddball. The oddball. Um, the reason being is because my mother is white, um, <laughs> and my whole life, uh, she has lived in Pennsylvania, and my dad has lived here in Miami. And so, yeah, my, my dad is Alondra's dad's brother, um, and that's how we're all connected, whereas Pam is Alondra's mom's niece. Correct. That's right, right? Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, I grew up um, as a mixed race child, um, coming back and forth between Pennsylvania and Miami, spending my summers here, my winters here, and then spending school time with my mom. Um, and that's kind of the gist of what it is. What came from that situation is that I also have a little brother and a little sister, and they're literally everything to me, Brianna and Noah. Um, and that comes from my dad's second marriage with my stepmom. And so, yeah, that's kind of the dynamic of my family. Um, it's kind of like a really weird thing of like being in between being like an only child and also not. Um, so, yeah. Okay. I have a question for you. Um, if you can share, do you know how your parents were able to, from like how they were able to, I guess, share you in the way that they did, because sometimes like co-parent, yeah, co-parent, because from the outside looking in, from my perspective, like I said, I've never even met your mom. I've only seen her in pictures, but mm -hmm. I've grown up with you. So, right. so can you share maybe if your mom has talked to you about like her relationship as far as your dad and like Alondra said, the co-parenting? Yeah. So as far as co-parenting, there basically was none. <laughs> it just doesn't exist. Um, and that would be the reason why, like, you didn't really see my mom around a lot. And um, the way that it's kind of been for me growing up is that it's always kind of bouncing between two worlds. And it's so interesting because there's always this period of time of, like, adjustment, where was which was the hardest for me because it was always the time in each perspective place that I got the most judgment. So, for example, if I had been spending all summer down here for the first month or so that I was back with my mom, I would be getting comments from my family about my accent or the way that I was acting or whatever. Um, and then consequentially, if I came down here after being with my mom for a long time, it would take me a while to adjust out of the whiteness that would be like so like, oh, alarm, alarm, alarm. This is something different to what we do. This is white of you. Um, and it would take me time to adjust into like being able to sort of fit in um, into the environment that I was in. Um, and so that's made it a really interesting thing for me, like growing up as an adult. Um, you know, just there's many reasons why that affects the way I act nowadays. But I also really, really value my own home 
like my literal apartment that I have by myself outside of my parents because it's like the perfect mix of, of all of the things that I am with no judgment. So I have a question for you, actually. My question to you, Sabrina, is, you know, seeing me, for instance, I had, you know, I grew up with both my parents in the same households. And for me, events and stuff, right? Like, I don't know, games or well, I didn't have no games because, you know, I'm not playing no sports. But, <laughs> this girl's but, bougie. She's at ceremony. <laughs> you know, maybe like a ceremony or I don't know. I was always like a nerd. So National Honor Society, <laughs> all these different, you know, ceremonies that your parents come to. Like, how did that impact you having, you know, because you started in your school years or whatever. The time you were in school, you were always with your mom. How did it impact you to have just your mom there and to not have your dad present in those things that are big things that matter? The thing is, that's really interesting about this, because it's not my experience to have him there, is that we never fully know what the impact of that is. Like, I have, I don't really fully know what would be different if he was there. Um, For me, specifically, the things that I was um, involved in in school was mostly musical theater. I was super into musical theater during school. Um, and there would be times that would be like really special events that I remember in my life up until like when I was really, really young, like even Girl Scouts, for instance, there was a, um, a father daughter dance when I was probably in like second grade. And I can remember it so clearly because my dad came up for the weekend and we went to this little, there's like this little like shop because where I live in Pennsylvania, it's between Philadelphia and like the Amish town so like we went to the Amish people and like got like they bake they bake a lot of like pastries and stuff um and then he went to the dance with me and I still had this statue that he bought me while we were there which is like this little statue of like a dog it's so random it's really <laughs> not it's in my mom's house still um but I can remember so clearly telling my teacher that weekend like oh yeah my dad is coming um to visit and I still to this day when I think about seeing my dad I think about the face she gave me just now having the information that like oh your student does not really have like their dad in your life like it just I could really reflect on that moment and then there also as I got older there were times that he would come with Brianna to come see my show maybe once a year or so during high school which was always like super special to me. Like there was one year they came to see my show and I went home after school and they were going to meet me at my house. And I had this really old dog that could not control its bowel movements. (laughs) And (laughs) there was shit everywhere. You know, and I was so (laughs) mad because I was like, my dad is coming. My sister is coming. This is such a big moment for me. And there's just shit all over my house. Like (laughs) I was so pissed because it meant a lot to me to actually be able to like share my world with them even when you used to come Alondra like it was such a big deal to me so um I think my mom knew that and she tried to like implement that especially with Alondra and Tiara my mom would um have us go to New York for IMATS because we were super into makeup and IMATS is the international makeup artist trade show every year because she just knew how important these relationships were to me um but as far as like what was missing from his presence. It's so hard because my mom really did like try to be everything 
Shout and, out to um, the single mom. She definitely can't be. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like something that my mom and I have conversations about a lot when I express to her like any sadness about the lack of my father that I've experienced in my life. She tends to get really offended because she's like, well, I did all this for you. And, you know, I, I tried to do all this for you. And I, that's something that I have to explain to her where it has nothing to do with how much she does. It has nothing to do with what she's given up. It's just... It just is what it is. It like, is what it yeah. is. You know, so it probably affected her more than me not to have his him, presence his yeah. presence there in like a ceremonial. So then let me ask you this. Would you say, and seeing as you have, I guess, more time to spend with your mom, would you say that your relationship with your mom is stronger than your relationship with your dad? Or would you say it's kind of even just different relationships? Um. It's really hard because this is kind of where the race piece comes in. Um, I, there have been different moments of my life. Obviously, growing up, I was with my mom a lot more. So I would say I was closer to her then. Um, and also in my life, going through the process of having to literally process the fact that I have to come down here to see my dad. And like my dad, even though... I won't say I've always been thrilled about Brianna's existence, but I absolutely am now. <laughs> um, but back then, like, it was really hard to see him, like, be a father to my siblings. Um, so then I had a lot of tension with him. But as I've grown, grown older, I found that I've started to actually have more tension with my mom than I do with my dad because I've started to understand so much more how race um, has played a part in my life specifically um, and played a, played a role in the dynamics between my parents, the reason why I'm even here today. Um, but there's a lot of things that my mom, that my mom didn't know how to do having me as a child. There's a lot of ways that she didn't know she had to protect me um, being that she's a white woman and that stuff is the stuff that's the most fresh for me now. That's the stuff that I haven't fully healed from is, is those experiences with my mom, as opposed to what has taken place with my dad. And you know what? I feel like Sabrina, y'all can't see her right now, but she is her dad cagao. You know what cagao <laughs> means? Like he shitted her out, right? Like <laughs> they literally look exactly the same, right? And Sabrina, she has a lot of features that I would say are not typical of a white person. I feel like she looks more, you know, on the Hispanic side. So she has the curly hair. She has nice tan skin. She has a lot of, you know, a nice plump lips. So a lot of those things. And I always wondered too, what her experience was like living around not only white family members, but white, you know, a white town and well, not necessarily white. There's a mix, but just having more white people around her, how her experience was different than, say, like my experience that I am a Latina in a pretty much Latina place. You know, I live in Hialeah, Florida. Um, but I think that also relates to your family dynamics things that you're saying, because I feel like just the simple fact that you look more like your dad mm -hmm. can connect you to your dad without you even having a stronger relationship to him. Just because 
the experience that you're going through, you know, is kind of the same as your dad's, even if you guys don't talk about your experiences. Mm -hmm. So it bonds you in that way. Definitely. That's the thing where uh, with my relationship with my dad doesn't feel like there's tension as far as race is concerned. And that's the thing that there's the most tension in, first of all, in the world currently. um, That's like as visible as it has been to everybody. Um, And it's the thing that I have the most tension about in thinking about the way that I was raised. Um, So, yeah, it definitely affects literally everything. Um, But I forget what you asked. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's okay. It's okay. So I have another question. I have another question. Go, 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 go. Go, (laughs) Go. I am just sitting back sipping my wine and enjoying listening to this insight because like Alondra said, we are here in Hialeah, you know, where 90%, I want to say something like that, where we're all Latinos, you know, we're all, we all speak Spanish. We all just grew up in this culture and you are my cousin, yet you're the one that has this you know, white mom, brown dad, um, you are living this um, mixed race life that I personally haven't experienced. Um, And so I'm just really enjoying you sharing that. Um, I wanted to, my my question was about your stepmom, right? So Tamara, um, has been now, you know, in your life for a while. And I was thinking, you know, do you consider her like a bonus mom? Is there something that maybe she has filled in for you in terms of race, culture, identity that maybe your mom wasn't able to? Um, so my relationship with my stepmom has been super interesting The great thing about it is that I can really remember very poignant times in my life where um, she has helped me. So one of the times in my life that I've appreciated her the most was actually when I was going to college and um, I was trying to decide where I wanted to go. And my whole life I've been saying that I'm going to move back to back to Miami. I say back to Miami like it's ever been my 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 full home but like when I when people ask me like where are you from I say I'm from Philly and Miami like that's what I say because even I barely even go like back to Philly so if I'm like going home to see my family like I'm coming here um so I just think it's so funny to even notice my language and the way that I I refer to things and say like I'm gonna move back to Miami one day um but specifically to be just like in this place that it's felt like I'm sometimes supposed to be um, just because, you know, I have my little sister and my little brother um, and I really have always wanted to have the opportunity to have a relationship with my little sister. Like most people do like Alondra and Tiara do where they grew up living together and they've, they've experienced life beside each other. Whereas a lot of the time Brianna and I have to say hello and goodbye a lot. We have to catch up a lot. um, And just because I love her and she's my little sister and I want the opportunity to like guide her. I really, 
I really missed the opportunity to be able to just be there for her day to day. So I was kind of between like going to New York and coming here. And um, my stepmom said, go where you need to go. We will always be here. Like we're your family and you can never like you're never missing anything um, by going somewhere. And that was exactly what I needed to hear. I don't know if she knows that or not, but that's exactly what I needed to hear to be able to go to New York. So um, she's played a huge role in my life in that way. And not only that, but she comes with so much gratitude just because of the fact that because of her and because of my dad, I have my siblings. Like when I tell you my siblings are like everything to me, I'm literally not kidding. Like I really do believe that they're like my angels that were just like brought into my life. (laughs) I really do. I believe that they're like my guardian angels or something. And like, they're the biggest blessing that's come from all of this. And that's something that I have to always remember is like, when I get sad about the position I'm in, I have to look at what's come of it. Who's who's gonna cry? Pam said she's like gonna cry. <laughs> I'm like tearing <laughs> up. <laughs> when it comes to like all the blessings that have come from my parents' divorce, those are like top two on my list. So um, as far as race, race is so complicated in my experience because not only is my dad Dominican, but he's also a black man, especially in the North, which is where my dad and my mom got together. So um, as far as the comments that come from my white side of the family or the, the dynamics there, it's a it's like a double-headed sword right there. Um, and so my, my stepmom is Haitian and um, there's so much tension there not really just in our family, but just in the world of like, what does that all mean to have a Dominican dad and a Haitian mother for my siblings? But for me, yeah. <laughs> but for me, as a person who has really experienced within my li- my literal home, my multiple homes, the spectrum of what race is from like so many all angles. perspectives, yeah. yeah. And it's it's crazy to see how. You know, race is a construct, but it, and obviously the, everything is completely, the consequences are very real, Mm. but race is also something that changes with the room that you're in. So there are certain rooms that I stand in where I'm black, where I'm Latina, where I'm white. And my experience, um, when I come to Miami, being in Lolo's house, between being in my dad's house with my stepmom is also different. Mm. So I show up more white in my dad's house. And that's a whole other thing that I have to navigate and experience. And it's all about regardless of who or where or what that is coming from. It's, I really have to like be very strong in my thoughts of myself which is why I literally went to therapy for racial identity. Like that's like the biggest reason that I went to therapy to help me with this is because I could go to whatever environment and be completely shook into my core of feeling like, oh my God, I'm not grounded because this person is saying this, which is like insinuating this about me and X about me and da 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 and all this stuff. And that's something that I've experienced with every single family member. And it's, just depends on the spectrum of where they are since I have such a diverse set of family members that um, 
the the influences happen on me. Speak your truth, sis. Yes. Is this making sense? Uh, hold on, hold on. Do, do y'all see her degree showing? Her degree is showing. Her education no, no, no. is showing. The new thing is sheesh. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Yes, we we are just having a woke conversation today. Yeah, because you know what I like. Then that's why I wanted you to come on and talk about this because I like the connection that family dynamics has to race, mm-hmm. right? And especially in your experience as a, you know, white and Dominican, black, technically, right? A mixed child. So I don't know where I was going. <laughs> but you know what? I actually realized I, um, I remembered one of the things I was going to say to you about what it was like to even like realize that there was a difference in my family members or like what it is to even like what's the difference to live in it and I've had these really interesting moments that there are some times where like memories come to you and that's like a really 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 scary experience but it's also super special when your brain makes you remember something because your brain is like oh okay like you're ready for this piece of information and one of the things that I remember so clearly when growing up, I was probably in like fourth grade and learning and Black History Month, learning about Black history. And I cried myself to sleep in my bed thanking Martin Luther King because I was like, my parents would not be able to be together. Oh my God. For Martin Luther King. And this is before <laughs> anyone telling me my dad is Dominican, my dad is Black, my mom is white. This is literally purely based off of my own perception. Of oh, yeah, like observation. Exactly. And I think that is so cool. I actually went to my mom's house in the beginning of the pandemic and found a drawing that I made of her and I when I was five years old. And I drew her in a yellow crown and me in a brown crown. And that was so special for me to see because because there's so many different opinions about who I am and there's so many different experiences that I've had to be be able to validate myself. My five-year-old self validated myself in that moment. And it was like, wow, I always knew who I was. Like I always knew there was a difference. Like there's a lot of gaslighting that comes with the experience that I've had based on what other people want to see from me. Yeah. But I have a question. So me coming from a household, like I said, with two parents present, mm-hmm. there was times and I'll tell my parents, but there was times when they would fight and stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like not even having that interaction between your parents, like fighting and stuff affects you in some way or it's better that they weren't even together and fighting in front of you or anything like that? So this is super interesting because growing up, Lolo, you know that I've always said that I think if you are in a relationship that is not healthy and you want to get a divorce and you have a child, then do it because it's better that they be in a healthy environment. And I always said that because I believe that's what my mom did. I believe that my mom was creating a healthy environment for me and that's why they got a divorce. However, um, when I was a freshman in college, I did a little project about my parents' divorce and I interviewed them both for the project and I asked my mom, why did you get a divorce? And learned that the reason why my parents got a divorce, first of all, she told me some like random, like very 
basic. <laughs> very basic story. Like it was literally like, okay, I'll say it because, but I just don't want to confuse anybody. But my dad and Alondra's dad lived in New Jersey. That's how my mom met my dad. Um, Alondra's dad moved to Miami mm-hmm. and my dad wanted to go visit Alondra's dad in Miami. And my mom wanted him to wait until she had vacation from her new job. And he didn't. And he went for a week. And then she came back and she left him. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. And the, I think my mom was probably going through like some postpartum depression and didn't have um, the resources that she needed. Um, and she also told me that she doesn't even know if she expressed to my dad that she didn't want him to go. So my parents broke up, not necessarily because of an unhealthy environment, but because there was a lack of communication yeah. and because they were babies. That's the real truth. Yeah. And that was the hardest thing for me to come to was it's not because it was super unhealthy. It's not because X and Y person was trash. It's actually because they just were not prepared. And that was even harder for me to like come to. Yeah. I was like, wow, if y'all had just got your shit together, maybe I wouldn't have all of these identity issues. Um, but if they got their shit together, Brianna wouldn't be here. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and so, we wouldn't have the bond that we have. Exactly. That's something that we've talked about before, like her coming down to Miami on the, you know, Christmas time and the summers and all of that. That's what bonded us. And that's what even gave her a relationship with Pam mm-hmm. because Pam has always been super close to us. We're like sisters. Mm-hmm. We're not even like cousins. We're like sisters. So that connection there, all of those missed relationships that you would have had if your parents had stayed together. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, right? Unfortunately, but fortunately at the same time right definitely and that's huge because Alondra and Tiara have been like my role models since I was like oh stop it (laughs) I love them so much but you know what's funny she says we're her role models but she's a role model to us too just because (laughs) you're younger does not mean that you cannot learn from somebody and that's what I told Pam too when it comes to motherhood like she is a mom now after me and I have two kids and I still learn from her I'm here like give me all the tips about sleep training because I need these babies to sleep (laughs) she got Elias down to a science I'm like girl bring on the information (laughs) but yeah I do see Sabrina as like a role model as well even my little cousin Brianna her sister mm-hmm. that's my role model too everybody out here mm-hmm. we got some great women in this family Amen. that's why I want to be representing we want to be representing the women you know so I have <laughs> Pam I have what the you last asking? I have a last question and it's in reference to your relationship with Brianna your little sister who definitely, wow, like, I can't even believe that Brianna is a teenager, is just growing up. It's absolutely insane. But (laughs) it's, yeah, I'm curious um, about your relationship with Brianna. And maybe you can talk a little bit about continuing the very important topic that we are on with race and identity and so on, you know, Brianna is a black woman and you Mm -hmm. were mentioning how in different spaces you are more white or more black. So I'm wondering if you and Brianna have Mm -hmm. ever had a conversation about your whiteness compared to her blackness and maybe the privilege associated with your whiteness in comparison to her blackness And um, to end it, just despite that, 
how your relationship has been able to flourish? Totally. So Brianna and I, Brianna's probably the person besides my therapist that I've talked to about race and identity, like the most. We have been having these conversations since we were both very small. Um, we also just, we've been having these conversations in relation to our relationship since we were very small because we kind of had to, because I really did not like her when I first, <laughs> when she was first born. And so even when, by the time she was probably like six years old, like we've been having conversations about our relationship, how we feel the way we do about each other, why, how we feel the way we do about anybody else. Um, and so that's been super great. I feel like um, our, our experiences are obviously different. Um, my sister does not, the perception of her race does not change the same way it does um, for me in any given room. And that is what light skin privilege is. That's literally what the definition is. Um, and so I think the biggest thing for us is we have been able to connect um, on the feeling of being alienated in some ways, especially because we haven't even brought up the fact that I don't speak Spanish, which is like, <laughs> has been the bane of my existence. And I'm sure it's probably the bane of uh, Brianna's existence as well. Um, but my sister and I both don't speak Spanish. And um, so we talk a lot about like what it is to be alienated in different ways, like little comments about her Haitianness, because it usually is about like centered around her Haitianness in our family as opposed to her Blackness, even though when she gets out into the world, because like I said, you know, Hialeah is a, is a place where um, you're experiencing so many, it, like it's mostly people of color. Um, and of course, race still plays a difference here. But when she goes to college and she's around like white people, it's going to be um, an even more different experience. But um, we've connected around that. And then there's also us because we have two different experiences in this, we're able to kind of mirror each other and understand that it's like, with race, it's kind of like a cause and effect. It's like, so if this, then that. So if this is pretty, then that is not. Or so if this is smart, then that is not. And um, I think that the really interesting thing for me, something that I find hard to um, make people understand when I talk about my feelings on race. So there's been my experience on race and like how race has been put on me, but specifically my feelings towards race are really interesting because my perspective of growing up was that my dad didn't want me because I was white, like, or like my family was making fun of me because I was white. So there's always been, um, for me, a bit of longing towards Brianna or towards blackness like or towards black women and um and things like that and that's something very internal to me you know like that's something that's it's it's almost the societal ways of being flipped on its head for me because for me it was like my dad was choosing these black women and um and of course they're beautiful black women it just um for my little young brain um, the only thing that I could tell the difference was, was like, oh, my mom is white and I can't do, I can't be this way. 
So the way that I feel about Brianna has always been very admirable. Um, and that probably is different to what she's experienced in her blackness in this family. Would you say so, Brianna? 100%. She's right here. She said 100%. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I know that was long-winded, but... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for, for sharing that. Man, this, this discussion has been superb. I feel like it, in every single way, was more than I expected, more than what I could <laughs> ask for. It was... It was everything. I think it 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 was. I, I'm still in shock, like that we just had this whole ass discussion on family <laughs> dynamics, but race. Like I, I'm just. I'm. I don't even race, know. Yeah. I don't even know. Like what to say. Like this shit is bomb. This conversation mm-hmm. was <laughs> amazing, and I just want to thank you for sharing that with us. My goodness gracious, I can't even believe that, um, no, I can't actually, I can't believe it, how beautiful and educated and what a special being you are. And I'm just so happy to know you and to call you my family and my prima. And this was a great talk. Thank you so much for, for coming and for sharing that with us. Lolo, any last thoughts? Thank you, Pam. That was so nice. <laughs> my last thoughts is that I love you guys. <laughs> I love these conversations. I love Sabrina. Thank you so much for sharing your truth. To know you is to love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's getting emotional here. <laughs> and I just want to say to the people who are listening, you know, there might be some of you guys who share a similar experience to what Sabrina has gone through. And maybe some of you guys who don't. So she's going to be educating you guys on something that you're not familiar with. And that is the point of topics like this. It's a conversation that that could literally go on for days and days and days, but we can't be filming here for, you know, three weeks. So we're cutting it short, but we hope that you enjoyed the discussion and that you appreciate as well. Sabrina coming on here and, and sharing her experience with family dynamics and race. And, um, (laughs) sorry guys, (laughs) that's pretty much all I have to say. I appreciate you guys for listening. We hope you join us in, um, the next discussion that we have. And with that, we'll say con muchísimo amor. (laughs) Wait, let's do that again. We, our listeners deserve a good ending. And with that, I will say con muchísimo amor las primas. primas. (laughs) Whoa, 